This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. We're thrilled today to be joined by Randy Moore. Randy Moore. Randy's the president of the AANA, uh, the American Association of Nurse Anesthetists, and he'll make sure I've got that title correctly. Randy's a brilliant leader. He's recently worked on a white paper in the association, I believe, around hospital margins, margins, anesthesia collaboration, anesthesia models, and a lot more. Randy, can you take a moment to both introduce yourself and just give us the overview of the paper that you folks have put together and published? Oh, sure thing. Great, great to talk with you again, once again, Scott. Uh, uh, as you said, I, I'm with the American Association of Nurse Anesthetists. I'm actually the CEO, the Chief Executive Officer, and I've, I've been in my role for about three and a half years, and I'm actually from the profession. Uh, I am a nurse anesthetist who was on the board of directors of the organization for a few years and was in hospital administration before I made the leap over into this role. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's great to, to be joining you and, 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 and your listeners today to talk about what's, what's happening in healthcare. And, and, you know, obviously there's been immense disruption, you know, during COVID-19. There was immense disruption before COVID-19. And here we talk about what we're seeing in healthcare as it relates to hospitals and their relationships with their anesthesia providers. It, it, it remains, uh, and I think, is increasingly more dynamic. Take a moment. Take sure. a moment. And, and my understanding is that you've recently authored a white paper. Take a moment and talk about that for one moment, what that is, and then we'll get into the deeper into the specifics. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, you're really, you know, the, what we all try to do, Scott, is predict what the future is going to look like, <laughs> looking into our crystal balls uh, and, and, and think about, you know, what's happening and how, and how that's going to impact uh, the, the stakeholders in healthcare. And, you know, it was our attempt to say, all right, these are the, these are the trends that we see in healthcare, and this is what it means in, in, the, anesthesi- in the anesthesiology marketplace. And, and what are a couple of things, and let me just ask you this very quickly, where can people find that white paper? Just if people want to read that, where can they find that publication? Well, it's in a prestigious publication called my LinkedIn account, uh, but I, I'm sure that we're, uh, we can, uh, we, the AA channels can, can, can publish it in other ways as well. No, fantastic. So tell us yeah. now, you know, in, in people that don't know Randy Moore, Randy Moore is a magnificent leader and, and really smart. Very, very smart person. So tell us now what you're seeing in hospital margins, what you're seeing in anesthesia relationships. Give us a sense of what you wrote about and are thinking about. Yeah, it really is. I mean, when you think about the, the three key issues in healthcare, you know, we're talking about access, we're talking about quality, and then the third, and I think the biggest driver of change is cost. And it really is of the three. When you talk about this in the context of anesthesiology, it is cost. Uh, and, and it's, you know, we have, we're seeing declining reimbursement, we're seeing a change in the payer mix, a pretty significant change that we think is actually going to accelerate, you know, as the baby boomers are, are, are moving into retirement, they're moving out of the commercial health, health insurance and into Medicare, which we know pays significantly less than commercial. Uh, we're seeing the, the other trend that is, I think, very disconcerting for, for hospital leaders is the out-migration of surgical care. Uh, as more and more uh, surgical care is, is, is being done safely and effectively and quite cost-effectively in the outpatient market, that is really, I, I think, going to hit uh, the bottom line. Uh, as you know, Scott, you know, you know, the operating room is the economic engine in almost every hospital in this country, and, and something like 70 to 80% of its revenue is generated through 
uh, services that go to the operating room. And so you had that out migration in surgical care uh, is a is a real danger uh, to the to the financial status the hospital. Talk to us for a moment, Randy. Talk to us a moment about. Let me talk about for a moment your core constituency, and, and then about anesthesia in general. How does this affect nurse anesthetists, CRNAs, and so forth? How do these changes, this gravitation, this movement? How does it impact your constituency? Well, what we're seeing is now more than ever uh, a a realization that using what we call progressive or collaborative anesthesia care team models are are really getting uh, traction. Meaning, you know, nurse anesthetists practicing to the top of their licensure, their education, and their training in these models where they're not the restrictive kind of model where one physician anesthesiologist is supervising or medically directing two or three or four CRNAs. They're really opening it up one to six, one to eight, one to 10, in some cases, you know, independent models. And that is uh, really moving at, at a pretty significant tick. Uh, we, have, we see data uh, that indicate that more hospitals, more employers of anesthesia providers are making the, the, the decision that, look, we, we have to use, use all of our providers to the top of the license. And what that means for our, for our constituency is that uh, pre-existing to that, you know, there is a supply-demand imbalance for anesthesia providers. So CRNAs right now are, are being uh, very heavily recruited, uh, and uh, we're seeing them, you know, be increasingly utilized in ways that would exacerbate that supply-demand imbalance, too. And, and how is this impacting? Does that mean more opportunities for CRNAs, higher incomes for CRNAs? How does this play through to CRNAs? More chances? Is there still a lot of resistance to CRNAs practicing at the top of their license? And where's that resistance most prevalent? Yeah, it certainly is presenting what, what we're seeing in, in some areas, in many areas, I would say, somewhere between 20 to 30 percent. Uh, salary growth in CRNAs in the last five years. And that is just a factor of supply-demand dynamics, where there is an insufficient supply, uh, the, the demand is high and increasing, and that, that is presenting CRNAs the opportunity to shop around in terms of what kind of practice they want to work in, uh, what kind of salary or, or compensation, they, you know, overall compensation that they would request. So that is definitely putting uh, CRNAs, and I would say anesthesiologists too, in, in, in the driver's seat. Uh, now, the challenge here, as you know, Scott, is that not everybody, not, especially some of our physician colleagues or organized medicine, are supportive of practice modernization. And there's, you know, you can see the typical kind of resistance, whether it's through state legislation or through, you know, uh, you know, even at the clinical environment, there seems to be a resistance that continues. The challenge is, as I said earlier, is this is about economics, quality, and access. And in, with those variables in play, there's not a particularly compelling argument against practice model modernization. And, and, and let me ask you this question. You know, it, at one point, it was almost like, uh, you know, an, a, a, a war, the Hatfields and the McCoys between the <laughs> anesthesiologist and the anesthesia and, and the anesthetist. What's the current situation? I don't hear as much of that war, or is it still there and I'm just not as privy to it? What's your current sense of the relationship between anesthesiology and anesthetists? What I think is happening, and you're right, I mean, it's, it's been a, a long-pitched battle of uh, 
in some cases, there's there's been a lot of antipathy between the professional associations. You know, and typically in a clinical environment, that stuff doesn't come out because they're you know those the clinicians are focused on the patients. What I would say is I agree with you. I think COVID nineteen has uh, probably helped a lot of people appreciate the fact that uh, at this point in time, there's more than enough work uh, for anesthesia providers. And instead of fighting over market share or fighting over kind of onerous or, you know, antiquated practice models, it's really important for anesthesia professionals to work together to, to meet the access issues, the cost issues, uh, and, and, and to collaborate. And I think you're starting to see that accelerate in, in, the, in the area that, that really is most important, which is taking care of patients. And, and you realize, of course, that when you say onerous or antiquated, there's somebody out there that that's their territory and turf and still thinks differently, even though it's oh, yeah. changed a lot over the years, right? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. The challenge is uh, for them, for the folks who, who are opposing, you know, practice model modernization is that the economics are driving this in a way that weren't probably as clear or compelling even just a few years ago and so that it, argument that 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 resistance is is, is not particularly compelling in, anymore it, it gotcha and then with those anesthesiologists and they're quite busy now especially as surgery has rebounded they're mm -hmm. quite busy now in almost any community that they're in um as, as long as they're still practicing well at the top of their game they tend to be busy Oh, for sure. And, and that's why I would go back to my previous comment and is that there is more than enough work, more than enough work for all anesthesia professionals. And, and I think the vast majority of people who are looking at the market dynamics in a clear and sober way will say, wow, uh, we do need to move in a direction where we're maximizing the contributions of all anesthesia professionals, including physician anesthesiologists who play a vitally important role to the, to the provision of healthcare in the United States. A hundred percent. Randy, I want to thank you as always for taking the time to join us on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. You got a remarkable lens on this and a remarkably centered approach to discussing it. We appreciate your time very much. Thank you. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Scott.